Which one to get, Rick and Morty or Guns N' Roses? That is an interesting question that someone posed on Pinside. Would you trade a Bloodsucker edition of Rick and Morty for an LE of Guns N' Roses? Now, the Rick and Morty spot is not made yet. It's like 500 and something. And I want to talk about this on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast because I've played both Rick and Morty and Guns N' Roses and I want to give my point of view on which direction I would go on if those were the two options on the table, right? We're not talking about Zeppelin. We're not talking about Cactus Canyon. We're not talking about Avengers. Let's keep it very focused here. Rick and Morty, 750 of them out in the world with great theme integration versus Guns N' Roses, which will have 5,000 LEs out in the world at some point. So almost 10 times as many Guns N' Roses LEs will be out in the world. So we're going to talk about like whether or not we think it's better to keep the rarer sort of less volume game with Rick and Morty or go down the road of the jungle with GNR, okay? And then after I talk about this, I'm going to talk about Big Lebowski's and there's some issue with the shipping of these games and people paying in full and then waiting a really long time. I'm not seeing anyone else talk about this. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about Rick and Morty's that were shipped shoved into a truck and people are opening their boxes and seeing damaged cabinets. It's so painful. This photo is so painful, but let's get right to it. So if you were to ask me Rick and Morty or Guns N' Roses, it's subjective. Okay. All pinball is subjective. And so the way I want to break this down is these games both have pros and cons and we know that. And so let's start off by saying on a pure investment level, let me start there. Which one on a pure investment level do I think will hold value more? And the answer there is easily Rick and Morty. There will only be 750 Rick and Mortys out in the world versus 5,000 Guns N' Roses. So when it comes to supply demand, it's always going to be harder to find a Rick and Morty then it will be to find a Guns N' Roses LE. Now, not right now. That's not the case. Now, I do agree that when all 750 Rick and Mortys are made, it's not going to be impossible to find these games. But here is why if I were you and I were ordering a Rick and Morty, there is no way I would not check the box on the butter cabinet. The butter cabinets will be the LEs of Rick and Morty. And the butter cabinets look so damn amazing. If you've ever ever seen it in person, you are a fool if you ask me. You are a fool not to check the butter cabinet box because that turns any Rick and Morty into an LE. And you could go a step further and maybe do the Cruiseman Playfield, but I think that butter cabinet Rick and Mortys will hold their value and they will be worth more. I love when people are like, well, it's not worth more on Rob Zombie. It's not worth more on Alice Cooper. It's not worth more on TNA because those games are not in high demand. Rick and Morty will always be in high demand because it is above and beyond the best theme Spooky's ever done, but the butter cabinets will be the ones that maintain most of the value. But on a sheer supply number, absolutely owning Rick and Morty will be the better way to go than Guns N' Roses LE. Now, right now, a GNR LE is rarer than Rick and Morty. There's less in the wild. So on that level, Rick and Morty wins. It's always going to be a game that is rarer and harder to find than a GNR LE. Okay. Now, 
That's not why we buy pinball machines. We're, we're not buying pinball machines solely to protect the investment in the game itself. It's a toy. It's meant to be played. It's meant to be enjoyed. If you had $8,500 or $9,500 and you wanted to buy something that's going to hold value or go up, you could buy much better things than a pinball machine. You could put that money in the market. You could buy a Rolex watch. You could buy way more things that would probably be good investments. But on a pure pinball investment level, Rick and Morty takes the knot. Now, from there... Let's talk about theme integration because these two pins are probably the best theme integrated pins we've had in pinball in a very long time. I would argue these are the best theme integrated pinball machines since Batman 66, since, ah, you know, from there, where do you go, right? Since Star Wars had decent theme integration in terms of like the assets. But when it comes to theme integration, pinball is sorely lacking, like sorely lacking when it comes to it. Now, Rick and Morty, is incredible theme integration. The callouts are incredible. The fact that the creator made this game. I mean, both of these games are very unique in that Slash and Justin are the ones who made these games with the companies. So they gave them almost everything and then some that you would want in terms of theme integration. Now, which one has better theme integration? And I think without a doubt, without a doubt, they're both really good, but the best theme integration has to go to Guns N' Roses. I mean, it's got more than Rick and Morty has and then some. Now, Rick and Morty has better callouts for sure, but come on. I mean, it's like, you know, he's doing the voices of Rick and Morty and it's a cartoon show that's all about humor. So, of, of, of course, it's easy to incorporate those callouts into a pinball machine better than GNR. But other than callouts, if you think about it, I think GNR has way better theme integration with everything else in the game. You've got all the songs, studio recorded songs, 22 songs. Do we have 22 adventures in Rick and Morty yet? Not there yet. But for me, this is the big part. This is where Rick and Morty on theme integration is a little bit of a letdown. It's a little bit of a letdown in how the theme is integrated onto the game itself, right? The game itself just doesn't really scream Rick and Morty with the mechanisms. It doesn't really scream Rick and Morty with what you shoot at in the game. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Like the house is there and it's the Rick and Morty house, but I'm just telling you, shooting into the garage, it's just not a moment. It's not a moment. The garage door doesn't open up. There's not much going on. And we've got a spaceship on a spring. That was a $5 toy. The Galaxian Crystals, I think that's the name of it. It's just there, it's 3D sculpted. The stuff is there like in the artwork and whatnot, but it's not really that interactive, okay? Now, the other thing is this, and I think this is the big thing that I think loses some of the charm of the show for me, is that none of the other characters from the show are represented in the game other than their images on the playfield. And, you know, you see them sometimes on the screen, but you never hear from the other family members. And I think just on that level, that loses a few points when it comes to theme integration, because Jerry and Beth and, and the family of Rick and Morty, you want to see more of it to life. I want to see the dog talk when he turns into the robot. So we get so much of Rick and so much of Morty, but that's it. You know, in GNR, we get we get all the band members playing all the instruments. Like no one's left out of the songs themselves. I know people are gonna be like, that's a stupid comparison, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's so much of Rick and Morty, but not everyone we love on the show. It would have been great if we could have got a few more of the characters from the show into the game and into those clips. But it, look, it doesn't hurt it that much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that much about them omitting that and we know why because it's just another licensing agreement to get those additional voices into the game so GNR I think is just
just steam integration on crack. I, I don't think we're ever going to see another game that gives us as much as Guns N' Roses when it comes to theme integration. I mean, it literally is everything you could hope for and then some in a pinball machine. I mean, the only thing that I probably would love to have had was Axl Rose doing custom callouts in the game because Axel's the voice of the band. He's the most animated. You know, I don't get excited by Melissa. She's not really a member of like the Guns N' Roses we know and love. She's a newer member of Guns N' Roses. She's incredibly talented, nothing against her, but when I hear her talk, that, that that doesn't make any, you know, I I don't associate a female voice with Guns N' Roses. It's just not the band that everyone loves. That's not the band that sold all these albums. And Slash is a chill dude. He's not a hugely animated guy. So, you know, you're not going to get that level of callouts. Now, the best callouts in Guns N' Roses I love are they got the guy who introduces them. Like, you wanted the best? Well, they couldn't make it. I forget what his name is. But when you play GNR, and I've played GNR, never did I feel like the call outs were an issue. There's so much more going on and it's a rock and roll concert. Like if you think about it, when you're at a rock and roll concert, there's not someone over the PA system constantly talking and interrupting the songs. And that's why you don't even want too many call outs when you start a song in GNR because you want to just enjoy the concert and you want to make it through the song to get to the jackpot. All right. And just in general, in terms of like what's on the game itself. Now I hear a lot of people complaining. There's no toys in Guns N' Roses. There's nothing to do in Guns N' Roses. You got to go play Guns N' Roses. There's way more to shoot at in GNR than there is to shoot at in Rick and Morty. So let's go to the next topic. Which one shoots better? And without a doubt, GNR is a much better shooting pin than Rick and Morty. But there's a caveat coming. I would argue that Rick and Morty is much faster and quicker to play and jump into and get going right away. I think GNR is a little bit of a slower game. You will spend more time on a GNR game than you would on a Rick and Morty game. And so for those of you looking for fast, again, that's a little bit faster, a little bit more brutal, a little bit more chaotic. I think Rick and Morty will be of more appeal to you. So if that's your type of game, you might rank the gameplay on Rick and Morty over Guns N' Roses. But Guns N' Roses shoots so buttery smooth. I mean, it is really a pleasure to shoot that game. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. It does feel a little bit floaty. I need to crank up the power on the flippers when I get my GNR because I did feel that it's a little bit in slow motion, especially coming from a Rick and Morty where the ball is really just flying all over the place. GNR does not feel that way. Now, there is no escaping the fact that no matter how much tweaking you do, no matter how much moving of screws and rails and this and that, adjusting flippers, Rick and Morty is clunky. It is clunky. The shots are really tight. There is no way. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. There is no way you can make Rick and Morty shoot as smoothly as GNR. And I think to me, that is like the one thing that really a lot of pinball people who love pinball machines because of how they shoot, they will find Rick and Morty to be somewhat disappointing in the shots of the game. And that's just the way they designed the game. I mean, Scott says he wanted to make it brutal. He lives off of the tears of pinball players. I think the game would have been more enjoyable if some of those shots were smoother and opened up more, but it's never going to happen. So if you like a challenging game, Rick and Morty will challenge you. You won't be as challenged in GNR to find the shots and hit the shots. So that's why some people think GNR might be too easy and there's too many multi-balls and this and that, okay? Now, light show. Obviously, Rick and Morty has one of the best light shows in pinball. Unfortunately, it ran up against the greatest light show in the history of pinball, and that's GNR. So you got to give the visual experience to Guns N' Roses. Okay, let's go to audio. Now, 
it's really hard to compare the amazing music that's in Rick and Morty to Guns N' Roses, you know, a band that sold over 100 million albums versus the music that Scott put in Rick and Morty. Now, I think both, I think it's a toss-up. I don't think one wins over the other when it comes to music because they're both incredible. The thing I love so much about Rick and Morty is how the music changes throughout the game when you go into different dimensions, when you start different adventures. The music is incredible. Both of them, I would say this, both of them do a perfect job of using music to transport you into the world of those two pins. And they both are phenomenal. So it's a coin toss on which one has better music. There's just more music in GNR. What about creativity? I know creativity is a really subjective thing. I mean, how creative is the game? How creative is the approach of how they brought each theme to life? I do think that Guns N' Roses and the creative approach to make the pinball machine feel like you're going to a concert wins because it just felt like such a unique and interesting way to sort of explore a rock and roll pinball machine. When it comes to creativity in Rick and Morty, and I look down at the game, and you've got the Denise lock, you've got the scoop up the middle. I mean, both games are dominated by a scoop up the middle, which is really interesting. They have a very similar feature in the middle of each game. I just think that Rick and Morty, knowing the Rick and Morty universe, I do think there is a little bit of a lack of creativity going on with how they brought the game to life. Again, it, to me, and I'm just going to say it, it feels a lot like TNA with ramps. It, it does. It feels like TNA... And we're going to add some ramps to it. And again, like, that's not a bad thing. People love TNA. They love how the game shot. But I just wanted there to be a little bit more creativity on how they brought that theme to life under the glass, okay? Let's talk about art package. Which one has the better art package? Well, again, this is another one where, uh, you know, Rick and Morty looks like Rick and Morty. And, and I'm really happy with the Rick and Morty art package. I love the cabinet artwork on Rick and Morty. I thought it was amazing. I love that there's art on both sides of the cabinet that's different. It's not a deal breaker for me. You know, I see people complaining about the CEs are the same art on both sides. Yeah, but you can't stand on one side or the other. You, you can, you're only going to see one side at a time. So I never get bothered by that. When it comes to art package or just like visually looking down on the game, I will say that Guns N' Roses, just visually, all of it together, the artwork, the upper play field, the layout. I, I do think visually, without a doubt, GNR it, it wins it here. It just It's just way more going on in the game, way more detail. I just think GNR, like again, if you had them next to each other and you said which one visually is blowing you away, it's going to go to guns, okay? Now, look, all of this seems to feel like, oh, it's unanimously Guns N' Roses, and I'm, and I'm here to tell you it's not that unanimous because GNR obviously is going to be a level above a spooky machine or two levels above a spooky machine. I mean, I don't think anyone would, would ever doubt that Jersey Jack Pinball puts way more into their games than Spooky does, right? So without a doubt, it, I'm not surprised it's winning in a lot of these categories, okay? Now, the next category is code. Which one has better code? Right now, as it stands, I definitely think GNR code is deeper, has more in it, there's more to do in the game. Now, Rick and Morty will continue to give us more and more code updates. I will say this, and I keep saying this, Rick and Morty has the potential to beat GNR on code. It also has the potential to get way more creative in its code than GNR. The ability to mix adventures with going through different dimensions, I think opens the door for some of the most creative code in pinball history. But I'm here to tell you right now, 
I still don't think the dimensions are nearly as creative as they could be in Rick and Morty. I really want you to go through dimensions and I want the machine to do crazy stuff. I really do. There, there, needs, there needs to be a blackout dimension. How do you not have a dimension in Rick and Morty where the lights go out? Like, it would be so cool to do stuff. I could sit in a room with the coders of this game and Scott Denisi and come up with 15 dimensions using all the mechs, using everything in the game that would just be so hysterical and amazing to jump into. That's where I think they have such a great opportunity. Now, I'm not going to say they're not going to get there, but it needs more of that wackiness. Just really wacky shit going on. Sorry, I don't mean to curse. When it comes to adventures like there's a lot there's a lot of people's favorite adventures in the show that have not been transported over yet okay when the dog gets really smart i love that adventure i love the adventure when it's like mini rick right that's so awesome so are we going to see more of these put into the game the answer is yes like they are coming it's just going to be you know a while when all this said and done i think rick and morty will have tons of variety i think gnr will have tons of variety but ultimately i think right now gnr takes the cake on code. This seems like it should be 90% of the votes for GNR, only 10% for Rick and Morty. But if you look at the votes on pin side, it's like 57 to 43. Now, here's the part with all of this comparison. I just sat here right now and probably told you GNR wins in the majority of these categories in which one I think is better or gives you more. And in pinball fashion, none of that matters if the following category isn't the box you check. And that is, you know it's coming, it's Gary Stern's favorite line, which one is more fun, right? So all of that in in mind, which one is more fun? Because this is always where Jersey Jack Pinball falls down. They always put more in their games. They always have deeper code. They always have a lot going on in the pinball machines. But then you say, is it more fun than the other games in the market? And you don't check the box. So is Rick and Morty more fun than Guns N' Roses, all right? Now, what does Kaneda think about this loaded question? Here's how I'm going to answer this question. If I had just five minutes to play pinball and I was brand new on each machine, Rick and Morty is more fun immediately. It is more fun to jump on a Rick and Morty and play a quick, fast, fun pinball experience. It just is. It's easy to understand what's going on. There's just, you know, you hit the ramp, you start the adventure, you're you're in the adventure, and all of a sudden you're being fed what you love about Rick and Morty, and it's super simple. It's easier to start an adventure than even start a song in Guns N' Roses. Like, chances are you're going to start an adventure on your first ball of Rick and Morty. So it is immediately satisfying, which is what pinball needs to be. You know, Jersey Jack games usually take a little bit longer to get into the game and into the fun. Now, out of all the Jersey Jack games in the world, GNR is the one that gives you much more immediate fun than anything else they've ever released, okay? But here's the thing. The fun of Rick and Morty, it wears thin quickly because after like a half hour or an hour of playing that game, you are going to almost see everything in the game. You will probably randomly see almost every adventure. You'll start most of the dimensions and you will not have a lot more left for you to experience after a few hours with the game. After a few hours with Guns N' Roses, will you see the whole game? No. After a few hours of Guns N' Roses, will you make your way through songs? Probably not. So I think that in the short term, Rick and Morty is a great pin when you have a lineup of games. Some of them have longer ball times. Some of them have deeper code, but it's a great addition 
to any collection in which you want a game that's fast and fun and will make you laugh right away. I mean, when when people walk up to Rick and Morty and Rick is cursing at you to fire the ball and hit the F and ramp, I mean, there is no game out there that has this kind of personality in it. I mean, on a purely personality level, Rick and Morty wins. Like, it wins. Like, it's one of the most hysterical pinball machines ever, and I think it's a great addition because of that. But... But it wears thin quickly. And once you hear those jokes over and over again, and you see the same adventures over and over again, and you realize that filling out your adventure card doesn't really get anything more to you, then it starts to wear thin quickly. And I think GNR is just going to have more replay value in the long term. See, and that's ultimately where I think a lot of you are going to have to make up your minds. How many games do you have in your collection? Is this your only pin? And if so, that might change which direction you go in. Now, personally, I don't think if you had both of these, you'd be unhappy. I mean, I would love to have a Rick and Morty next to a Guns N' Roses. I think those two machines would nicely complement each other. I think any game that does a theme justice is a game you want to own. So if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, I think you're going to love Rick and Morty. You might not love the shots. You might wish there were more toys in the game. But if you really, really love this theme, I think there's a lot you're going to be satisfied with. But I will tell you this. I've heard from Rick and Morty fanboys who love the theme so much, but the game let them down on a pinball level. Okay. And for that reason, some of them have sold their pins already. And some of them have dumped them already while the going is good on getting your return on investment. And if you're a huge Guns N' Roses fan, I don't I don't think you'll ever find anything that makes you want to get rid of Guns N' Roses. This is the coolest rock and roll pinball machine of all time. It is like being transported to a Guns N' Roses concert. It's a pinball experience like no other. Now, if you're not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan and you want something that wins on a pinball level as much as a theme level, you might be a little bit mixed on GNR. I can see why people might be a little bit mixed on GNR, but I would implore you, have a whiskey or two, drink some beer, get on the night train, and if you walk up to GNR and you walk up to it and experience it for what it is, a rock and roll concert in pinball form, I find it hard to believe that anyone cannot really enjoy what that game is doing because it is unbelievable. It is as much fun to play as it is to watch. Now, I think some people out there are getting cranky about it not shooting like Avengers or it's not this or that. It's a rock and roll concert in a box. And again, a few whiskeys in and all of these pinball machines become more enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. This is what pinball was meant to be. So you see what I did here. GNR wins almost every category. But ultimately, it might not be the machine for you based on the variables that you're looking for in a pinball machine. Now, look, spooky games are still spooky games, right? They're, they're getting better each game. They're nowhere near the level of a JJP game. JJP games put more in them, but they're not often fun. I think GNR is the first JJP game that is fun. It's easily accessible. You don't need a 25-page book to learn how to play it. And even with, you know, one game, even if you just play one game on GNR, you're going to start a song. You're going to get to experience the magic of this pin. Everybody will get to experience it. You know, nothing's buried too deep into the game. It's not like walking up to Pirates and you're completely confused about why you're selecting 22 characters. It's not like Dialed In where you don't even care about the theme itself. It's not like The Hobbit where there's really nothing to shoot at but chop wood all day long in that game. So, that's my take on... On what I would do now if I were this guy if I were this guy I got to be honest if I were this guy I would keep the Rick and Morty spot right now and just go get the Guns N' Roses if you can get it if it's one or the other because here's the thing you're not going to be asked to pay for that Rick and Morty spot for months and you could maybe grab a GNR LE right now you could play it you could enjoy it and you you could sell your GNR LE 
when your Rick and Morty payment is due and you probably won't lose much money. So that is what I would do. Now, speaking of GNR production, I've heard that CEs will not be on the line this year. They're waiting on parts. They're waiting on parts. I think they're waiting to see what the playfield issues are and if the new batch has any issues because I saw that. Someone posted that they found the problem. It was just a batch of 40 games and those were the ones that were impacted. In the other batches, it was only one out of like so many that were affected. But here's the thing. Nobody believes that because if that were the case and it was only a small batch affected, how did that small batch get made? Was Mirko asleep at the wheel? Was he drinking one day when he made those 40 plays? fields and also here's the real thing that just discredits that being the case we saw the same issues on Willy Wonka we saw the same issues on Pirates of the Caribbean so you mean to tell me that this isn't a real issue that's affecting many games it's only on 40 I don't buy it now there are going to be eagle eyes looking at the new LEs that go out the door. I really don't know how many they're shipping because if you look at GNR right now, I feel like we're not seeing people unbox ones every week. It feels like they're building them and they're not shipping them out until they've built a certain number of them. So I don't know if they're shipping them out 50 at a time or 100 at a time. Definitely doesn't feel like these are going out the door every week. And so the new builds of the LEs are going to be scrutinized for quality. And we should be looking over these things to make sure the quality is there all right all right the big lebowski so here's the thing you know the irony of the big lebowski right now is that new buyers need to stay patient and buy these games at 12.5 they're the only chance the old eas have of getting their game now the eas have waited almost five years to get their game and so what's happening now is new buyers are paying for games in fall in which they're being told that their games will ship in four to six weeks now what's happening is they're buying these games and their games aren't always shipping in four to six weeks and that's frustrating many people and they're starting to complain why did I pay in fall if it's not here why did I pay in fall if I'm not getting my game and then the EA guys are like are you really complaining you have to wait three months try waiting five years but the EA guys can't really be upset with the new buyers because without the new buyers the EA guys don't get their games are you confused yet you should be because this whole thing, on some level, on some level, if you break it down, this thing still sucks. Like, this is so stupid that people paid in full for this game five years ago, and their only hope of getting a game is that you had to jack the price up, and you had to, like, make people come in with new money to build games that old money already paid for. Look, they're slowly getting it done, but I'm not surprised that Barry is taking money and not shipping games out when he says he is. I'm not surprised that... Cointaker is taking money and they're not quite sure what's going on over there in the Netherlands. I mean, this isn't like they're making these games down the block. And so Melissa at Cointaker is being told one thing from Barry. So then she takes the money and then who knows, right? I mean, my thing is this, I wouldn't want to pay money for a game until it's built until it's built and in a box. The problem is they need the money to order the parts. It really is like, it's not like a lose-lose situation. It's just a situation that's not ideal. And if you go in on a big Lebowski now, I think they should just stop telling people four to six weeks. You must go in now knowing that it could be a much longer wait. And I still think this game to this day, 
amazing game, but the code. I mean, I how do you get excited about a 12-5 Lebowski? A 12-5 Lebowski with the code being where it's at. I mean, for 12-5, go get a Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition when they became available, okay? All right, anything else going on in pinball? Um, spooky pinball machines were shipped and jammed into a truck. You should see this picture. There's a picture on Pinside of Rick and Morty's that were like stacked on top of each other inside a truck. Ridiculous. One of them was turned sideways and just jammed into the truck. I think the dude was in, uh, I think Australia. He unboxed his Rick and Morty and the butter cabinet was all cracked and there was chips. There is no worse feeling in the world than unboxing a pinball machine to find damage. That's what sucks is when you see that hole inside the cardboard, that feeling in your gut that, oh, chances are something's wrong with this game. And then if something is wrong, you then have to go down that headache road of insurance and blaming the shipping company. And did you already sign for it? And if you sign for it, are they going to help you out? Oh, just a really crazy photo to look at. Anyway, let's let's end this episode by thanking. We have more people donating to Canada's Pinball Podcast on Patreon. Um, let's thank David Hanna. David, thank you so much for contributing to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Mark B. Walker. Mark, thank you so much. Let's see. I think I thanked David Denholtz for, for contributing. David, thank you so much. And Hector, Hector Casterhone. I think I said that right, Hector. Thank you so much for donating to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I really do appreciate everyone who contributes to this show. It really means a lot. If you don't want to go on Patreon, you can always PayPal a Canada donation to Ender, E-N-D-E-R-K-O-O. L-U-R-I-S at Gmail. That is my PayPal account. We accept donations in multiple forums, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so anyway, this has been episode 529. Let's see if Led Zeppelin is around the corner. Are we going to get that teaser that Stern loves to do on a Friday and then reveal the game early the following week? We'll see. We'll see. This could go either way. This could go either way. I could see Zeppelin coming out. Stern has a track record of December releases, but we also know they are extremely backlogged. And does it make sense to put another game on the line when they've got tons of Avengers and Jurassic Parks and other games to build? So we shall see. It's going to be fun. And then throw Cactus Canyon into the mix. And you realize this fall, there's way more games than dollars to go around. Okay, everyone, talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to your